next on World Radio Gardening, Great Tree Beauties. I'm Oliver Rogers and I want to share my passion for trees through this series of programmes looking at some of England's great tree beauties. England has more ancient oaks than all other European countries combined. If we counted all the oaks with a trunk girth greater than 9 metres, there are 115 in England compared to only 96 in the rest of Europe. But only 16% of England is forested, compared to some countries like Finland and Sweden, where the figure is well above 60%. The UK is vital for historic and ancient trees, as we've seen with the outpouring of grief since the loss of the sycamore that was felled at Sycamore Gap on Hadrian's Wall, or the protest to protect street trees in Sheffield. The English love our trees. On today's Great Tree Beauties, we meet Old Nobley, a wonderful oak that's very much still alive at Missley in Essex. Old Nobley came second to the major oak in the first UK Tree of the Year competition in 2014. And of course, the major oak in Sherwood Forest is where Robin Hood reputedly hid out. Old Nobley doesn't have similar claims to historical association, but having been planted sometime around the same time as Magna Carta was signed, in 1215, the tree has seen everything, and being so close to Harwich docks, maybe some of its timber was used in the construction of the Mayflower in the 16th century. So, if indeed its timber did take the pilgrims to America, or indeed the Witchfinder General had some input into what that tree has seen, Old Nobley still stands, and despite having been set on fire in 2018, is still very much alive. The fire service very fortunately were able to put out the fire. So I went along to the village of Missley in Essex to see this wonderful historic oak tree and to see the beautiful vistas that it overlooks. So it's not often you get to actually climb into a tree of the year contender. This one came second in 2014 and it's got such a big platform in here. Once you get up the top here you can then see some of the charred boughs that were burnt in 2018, set on fire, but were put out by the fire service. But I'm now looking down and I'm going to have my picture taken aloft, Old Nobley. It's beautiful being up here in the tree branches. You can see right around this wonderful ancient woodland, there's plenty of ancient oak trees to marvel at from this one. that must be of a similar kind of age, 800 years old. An incredible sight and quite an attraction and a meeting point for many different walkers. Whilst we've stood here, many people have been past this tree, including children who've climbed up into it, like I've done. Caroline Hall. Okay, Caroline, we're standing by Old Nobley, and uh, you, I believe, live locally, so you come and visit this tree quite regularly? We first knew about it about 10 years ago when we, when our daughter moved to, to this area, and then we moved here as well. Um, the, ch- the grandchildren have always loved it, and. Um, have the book as well and yes it's just makes you feel your place in life really coming to witness something so old and, and are you particularly interested in ancient trees you know and um, seeing them and thinking about the history and things about them 
I don't, yes, I don't go around particularly make a point of visiting old trees, um, but I do love them when I see them, and they do make me think about the history, yes. Neil, you're just taking a picture of old Nobley here. You've, you've come up from Kent. Yep, just to have a look at the tree, just to see it. Interested in veteran and ancient trees. So I uh, heard about it, so I thought it's worth coming and have a look at it, and it certainly is. It's stunning, isn't it? It's such an ancient 800-year-old tree. Yeah, fantastic. I mean, the things it must have seen. Yes, yeah, yes. Well worth looking after. Yeah, it's a lovely tree. And after this tree, you're going to go on a sort of circular walk? We'll probably go and have a look at the rest and take a few more photographs, yes. Because there is lots of other ancient oak trees. There's one just to the left, there's one just up there, all of a similar sort of age. Yes, yeah, lovely, aren't they? So uh, here we go, just coming back down. The worn path of steps in the back of Old Nobley is very impressive. A testament to how many people climbed up and down. Thank you. Hi there, so my name is Morag and I wrote a book about Old Nobley, the oak tree. It's wonderful to be here in front of Old Nobley with you, Morag. And Morag Embleton is the writer of Old Nobley, the oak tree, which is a children's book that's available online right now. So Morag, just tell us a little bit about why you wanted to write the book. Well, Old Nobley is an 800-year-old oak tree. It grows in Missley in Essex. And I was just curious to think about what kind of things it might have seen over its over the course of its life. And I was interested to link the, the life of a tree and everything from its growing as an acorn to this 800-year-old ancient tree that we see here, and the course of human history as well, and how things have changed and what's happened in the world, that kind of thing. So, yeah, it was, it was, it was that link between natural history biodiversity and human history that I was really interested in trying to weave together into one story. And we're standing in front of Old Nobley and what a fantastically gnarled structure he is and he's got sort of uh, a base of around about nine sort of meters I think is what you yeah, estimated. Nine to ten meters yeah I think if you measure over a meter above the ground try and go around with the tape measure which is what I did all that time ago it's yeah nine and a half meters circumference and to the top of the trunk which is quite short now it's about four or five meters high so yeah it's quite a squat round tree this tree has quite a history 800 years or so old isn't yeah. it so it takes it back to magna carta it does yeah it's seen a lot this old tree and that was part of the reason that i was encouraged to write the book because there's always that thing you know if trees could talk what does what kind of story could they tell and uh, so i thought well what has this tree seen through its life or been through? You know, what parts of history? So I did that and I did that for a children's book because for children, even the idea of your grandparents being old is old, isn't it? Yeah. So, you know, 800 years is incredibly old. And, uh, you know, televisions, phones, those kinds of things in book didn't exist. Books didn't even exist when this tree was a little acorn. So, yeah, that's where we started. 
suppose that's quite important for trees, isn't it? Books, paper, <laughs> not ironic, existing. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah. <laughs> we're on a part of land that would have once been encompassed in the Earl of Oxford's estates, and he had a base at Castle Headingham. Yeah, so Castle Headingham is west here, quite some way actually. Um, yeah, so his estate was really quite large in those times. We're heading back centuries though now. Um, and then after that it became part of uh, the Rigby family's estate and then uh, became part of uh, it was acquired for World War II where they put a load of huts up in the grounds here you can see parts of them actually just as we stand over here from Old Nobby so there's bits of brick uh, mm -hmm. those are the foundations of the old army huts that they had here and now it's um, looked after by Misley Parish Council so it's in their good hands and so, from your perspective, from your book's perspective, yeah. what do you think are some of the sort of the, the key scenes that you think this tree might have witnessed? Oh, all sorts. I mean, this tree's obviously it's got a got a lot of history within it. You know, we I don't know, and I would love to find out if any of the branches when it was pollarded have been actually used to make some of the older buildings around here. That would be a wonderful thing to find out. But whether that could ever happen, I don't know. Um, to, to be fair, I think they can carbon date and DNA analysis yeah, of, of different things because I understand from Hatfield Forest that some of the doodle oak, which was a huge giant oak there, mm -hmm. some of that ended up in St Catherine's Dock in London, in, in, in oak there. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that, this, this tree, yeah, probably wasn't as important as the ones in Hatfield Forest. But having said that, we were on a little estuary here in Misty and a lot of ships came up and down here to the maltings later on so you know whether it was built you know parts of the old wooden ships were there built with it or some of the older buildings i'm completely speculating yeah. but it is the right age for the mayflower isn't it so <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 we'll just say that yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now we're, we're looking up at old knobley and you can climb up into the back of the tree here and we can see some of the fire damage from 2018 because yeah. unfortunately it was set on fire wasn't it yeah yeah we don't really know how that happened it was um probably by accident you would hope but uh, you know various rumors around how that happened but it was it was caught early enough with um, several fire engines turning up here and having to come across the um, the rugby pitch there just between us and the village hall to kind of put this um, old tree out because you know trees are mainly dead which is the weird thing about trees isn't it especially mm -hmm. one that's this old it's got a lot of dead wood in the middle and it just it just went up into flames you can still see where it's charred there on the inside. But it's important to say deadwood is incredibly important for biodiversity and for creatures, insects and all sorts of manner of animals to live in. It's a, yeah, oak trees especially as well because you know there's, there's something around a thousand different in, insects and invertebrates and other bits of biodiversity and life that are dependent on the oak tree in one way or the other whether they're building their nests in it or you know eating the leaves or you know yeah putting their lava in there and when you come here in the summer sometimes you can see the butterflies dancing around some of the higher branches and that kind of stuff and if you look closely at the wood here you can see where the insects are burrowing into the dead wood on the side and usually this time of year but I can't see it at the moment there's um, some beefsteak fungus that kind of appear underneath the branches that stick out to the side. So we're just walking around the base of Old Nobley and just under one of the big boughs. And Great place to shelter in the rain. It is, <laughs> yes, and we can see the spider's webs on the gnarled bark and the mosses. Yeah, yeah then this is usually where the, the fungus 
comes in you know seasonally obviously but you'd expect that because um, it is mainly dying there's there's it's, it's a weird one with old knobbly now because there's so few branches and because it's also been trimmed to protect it as well mm. because the branch out to the uh, the right here used to extend much further but because it was so long kids would always put a, like a rope swing over it and you know the bouncing of the kids up and down would be damaging the tree so I think the council then took a, a decision to shorten the, the branches just to help protect the tree and help it to live a little longer. So that brings us on to the next topic this tree this oak tree mm. came second in the first tree of the year national tree of the year competition to the major oak in Sherwood Forest where yeah. Robin Hood obviously supposedly lived. Yeah. Now, that gives us an interesting pointer because the major oak is held up by props, isn't yes, it? So you have exactly. a, a choice with this type of ancient tree as to whether to bring in props and try and support the boughs and the branches. Well, that, that's it. There's, there's, two, there's two lines of thought, isn't it? You either protect the tree as like an ancient monument, and therefore no one can go near it, no one can touch it or climb it. Which is the case in Sherwood which Forest. Which is the case in mm-hmm. Forest. Which, and on this tree, which... Up until I created the website about it, it really wasn't a well-known for the mm. tree at all. Um, but you create a website about it, and suddenly it becomes a famous old tree. Whereas, really, before that, it was just a local tree. You know, mm. everyone loved and climbed it. Um, so it's not. It was never as famous as the major oak from mm. Hood's tree. And I think being able to climb a tree like this, getting that close. To something that is this old is a is a really truly and wonderful thing for children to be able to do well children yeah. of any age you know <laughs> and just this morning as we've walked up to to the tree we've seen two children climb up into the middle of the tree and look down out the, the what, what's described as the front of the tree yes and it's almost like um when you go into the tree you you climb up into it but you've still got parts of it around you which is almost like being in your own natural castle it's like being in a turret and you can you can if you are particularly brave walk along some of the stronger branches and often i've seen whole families of people here with them um, children on the edge kind of like they've uh, the more adventurous people and then um, other people closer to the center the thing about trees is that it's always very easy to get into them. It's not so easy to get back down. <laughs> but you were a resident in Missley. You're no mm. longer in Missley. So tell us about how you came to create this children's book. Okay, so I used to live just down the road here in California Road. Um, I wasn't born and bred here. I, I moved here for a job. And it was my neighbours who, uh, who, who was um, the, the gentleman was, was born and bred here. And he found out that I loved old trees and he was like what have you met old nobly i think he called it old nobler actually and i said no so um one afternoon we came and had a walk and i was just amazed i was stunned that you know a tree that is, is this old could be here and totally accessible to everyone and i just fell in love with the tree so uh yeah we'd often walk around you'll see dog walkers lots of people walking around there's a group of walkers just turned up now as we're standing here in front of the tree yeah so uh yeah, so I started sketching the tree and they saw a couple of pictures and they said, well, you should write a book. So, yeah, eventually I got around to doing that and it turned out into Old Nobly the Oak Tree and it was a children's book, really, talking about the kinds of things that the tree might have seen over its 800 years of life. 
Now, you've never done anything like this before, had you? To This, this is no. your only children's book, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's the only one. I mean, I would like to write more. Obviously, I'd like to do one about the major oak as well. And um, I live in Wales now, so it'd be fascinating to do something about Welsh trees. Um, but, yeah, it's like what kind of things would the tree have seen? And trying to link that kind of natural history with human history as well, because it's so integrated into the landscape and into using wood for making houses and all sorts of different things and therefore it was pollarded you know what does that mean mm. um so yeah it means cutting off the branches at the top doesn't oh, it yes, giving so it a haircut essentially yeah, exactly as opposed to coppicing and mm-hmm. there are a fair number of trees in here that are also coppice which means cutting it off at the base yeah, doesn't it so it re-sprouts <laughs> yeah um but each time you do that it um creates a, a stronger kind of tree as well which i think also meant that it was able to live for such a long time so yeah because it also means that it's become shorter it's protected from the wind that kind of thing so yeah so it's trying to get all of that kind of information into the book and obviously then you've got the history of the area you've got the maltings down the way and all sorts of stuff that was going on in the new railway line didn't exist when this tree was growing um, for the first few hundred years of its life and so kind of bringing in all of that history into the, I guess, I guess just the book, yeah. It's a fantastic book. It's available on your website, isn't it? It is, oldnopley.com. Uh, it was probably one of the oldest websites about an ancient tree. It's been, the website's been around since the year 2000, crazily. Um, so, yeah, it's, a, it's available on there. You can buy it on Etsy. But also, if you come to Misty, you can buy it in one, a few of the local independent stores as well. So, yeah, all are listed on the website. That's fantastic, Morak. And few, I mean, you mentioned other trees there. The major oak in Sherwood, you've been to see that. Are there others that you, you, you want to highlight that you've been to see that you think are really incredible trees? There's a few that I haven't yet gone to see that I'd also like to do. There's um, some trees in Wales, they're called the Bleeding Ewes, that I'm fascinated by. There's some old churchyards over there, so I'd like to do some some history around that as well. So, yeah, I would love to be a tree biographer. I think it's a fascinating world. Mm. Yeah. And there's any such thing. Well, yeah, but it's, it's how do you find out some of that information, isn't it? I mean... If you take the major oak, for example, people say Robin Hood have done it. Well, mm. you know, it depends on your view on Robin Hood, doesn't it? You know, we talked about the Earl of Oxford. Some people think he might have been Shakespeare, don't they? You know, They, they do, <laughs> and obviously th- this whole area as well has a link with witches as well because of Matthew Hopkins. The Witchfinder General. The Witchfinder yeah. General. Mm-hmm. And so there are, you know, rumours that people fled to the woods in order to escape that. Well... You know, did they, didn't they? The tree would have looked very different in those times as well. So who knows what actually happens? And a lot of it is you know, it's pure speculation, really. Um, but certainly the tree was around when the Witchfinder General was looking for witches. And we know that the gamekeeper's pond that we can just about see mm. just through the trees here now that we're winter. We can see as the we, pond. We look down a big hill, yeah, to the gamekeeper's pond. Was that used for ducking? Well, potentially. Mm-hmm. It would have certainly have been around at that time. So possibly, yeah, they would have used that to test to see whether someone was a witch or not. Yeah, whatever being a witch means, but yeah. 
And Morag, just finally, you were able to send a copy of this to Chris Packham, the TV presenter. Just tell us what he said. Yes, he was kind enough to take a look at the book for me and wrote me a very nice little letter in reply. He said, um, not only is this a great book for children, but it will also make adults think next time they see a big old tree. Wouldn't it be good if all trees could talk? What a story they would have to tell. That's fabulous, isn't it? What, what a nice thing to say about the book. I was really pleased with that. I was, um, I was really happy that he enjoyed having a flick through this um, children's book. Well, thank you very much for your time, Morag. It's been wonderful to speak to you in front of Old Nobly. We're talking about Old Nobly, in front of Old Nobly. So that's a wonderful place to conduct this interview. Oh, it's a great place. And, um, yeah, being out in the woods is obviously a great thing to do. So I encourage everyone to do that. And go and find your old ancient trees near you and just um, have a little sit and ponder about the kind of things that they might have seen over their lives, yeah. Thank you very much for your time, Warren. No, thank you, Oliver. It's been a pleasure. I hope that's brought a little of some of our wonderful trees to life here on World Radio Gardening. I'll be back with more great tree beauties in the near future, only on World Radio Gardening. And remember, if you'd like to tell us about a tree, then please head to worldradiogardening.com and use the comments form to post on our news story features. Till next time, bye for now.